What's up everyone? This is V, aka Welcome to the Hearing Colors of Kill Sounds podcast. If I sound a little groggy, well <clears throat> I mean, you eat a whole um container of edibles and you wake up in the morning and don't feel at least a little groggy. But uh, no, I don't condone uh, the consumption of THC. No, please, if any government official and or anyone else um, tell you to do so, no, save all of it for me. Just leave it, don't touch it, and be like, you know what, I want to donate this to someone who can utilize this. Who can utilize THC? Oh, it's this guy it's with a permanent tan and dreads. Yes, he can use this. It's not being racist no of course not he said it on his podcast (laughs) welcome to the podcast this is pretty much the weirdest experience of the spotify or apple music that you will have it's a one-sided conversation but it's open-ended i leave you know open interpretations to many people and their perceptions of what i do so yeah i'm just chilling right now getting into the groove happy pappy here and uh my hat's going off to my family right now these are some tough people i would not ride in america or ride in life without tough people and and i find that it is a reflection of self that you know people emulate that and people see you you know going through life and no complaints and you're not bitching and moaning and then they pretty much you know pick up the bootstraps and they do the same I like that. That's actually pretty, pretty cool. And my respect goes to anybody, you know, in the West Coast and obviously other coasts too, but West Coast particularly, my heart is there and uh, for the people there. And yeah, you can find me on Discord. You can find me on Amazon.com. I actually shoot a link on my Instagram soon. You can find me on, what is this? Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> I had to think about it for a second because Elon Musk changed it. So, yeah. You can find me on these multi-platforms. Welcome to the writer's room. And this is basically a... If you're not a writer, you, you are a writer. If you have written something down, you've written a rhyme, a rap, in your head, you, you're technically a writer versus someone who raps someone else's work. So to take this into consideration and this creative flow that you're working towards and working into is a flow and no it's not the joke that we had in school and we would tease that girl flow no no (laughs) it's not that it is something quite different and the only description i can give to you is you know digging in a well each day and that's your creative mind you know what i'm saying right brain left brain whatever you want to call it the logistical part is there but this incessive chaotic whatever you want to make sense of it is there too um mirroring all of the things that you do whether you realize it or not i mean uh, engineer slash graphics designer slash interior designer slash you know someone logistically who looks at a cityscape would not emphatically tell you that they have an imagination and that you know they couldn't take their craziest wildest imaginations to their boss of course they couldn't well i'm technically a guy who accepts all of these things on his table in not the impossible way so 
that, that that's basically where I'm starting at today. And welcome to all the new guys and people, listeners, on gram, whoever you are. Yo, I appreciate that. Hit the subscribe button. Listen again. See what this crazy black guy is talking about. So, basically, I'll go into it today and talk about how I started my writing process and how it all came about. Because it pretty much influences how I tell you stories from now on. Okay, so basically back when, before, before like 2012 and my early 20s, I had self-proclaimed myself as a writer. Had gone to no accredited school for writing, had gone to nothing, you know, (laughs) to confirm these things, but kind of started writing on you know, copy, uh, creating websites and things like this. But I wanted to take it a step further. And I wanted to push myself because there was nobody else rooting for me or in my corner back then uh, for my creative efforts. You know, I had done a t-shirt business. I had done other things that required money. And I wanted just to have a voice and understand where my voice was, why I chose the words that I chose. Not particularly why I was just writing about a subject. I mean, that was pretty easy. Someone tells you to write about something and you do it. And the the first thing I noticed was that if I would take a nap, you know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't have a set mood or amount of time to sleep. I would just rest. And then I wake up and my brain be firing off at like 5,000 million eleven cylinders. You know what I'm saying? Like at once. And so to cap to capitalize on that I would immediately write down my ideas you know what I'm saying if I had a dream if I had a vision whatever whatever I would write it down as soon as I wake up first 10 minutes first 15 minutes because I don't know it's something scientifically behind it you can look it up online where you get up in the morning and you're doing certain things so you don't include other things to distract you type shit And it's really a cool thing. You can experiment with it. (laughs) You have your first spliff in the morning or you smoke your weed. Once again, I'm not a purveyor of this. Don't tell the PSA. PSA. Just tell them to send all the weed to me. Anyway, you can do these things and you'll see how your day progresses from that. It's kind of like a a rhythm or setting the tone, if you will. You like turn uh, water on in a tub and then you like... Like, I don't know. It's something weird that I noticed. And I would do, you know, all kinds of shit throughout the day. And this is from 2012 to 2014. So I had like a two-year period of me testing this theory. And I was just, you know, some days I wouldn't really do what I I needed. But other days that I would have all my tasks and all my goals already handled before, you know what I'm saying, shit lunch and it was an interesting thing for me to focus on my contract my concentration on creativity never done so before I mean it was always an assignment it was always somebody else telling me to do something so me doing something changed that whole flow overnight like like any way shape or form anything that I had if it was you know listening to music if I wanted to do something It was always something I was interested in. I really couldn't dedicate my time to something that, you know, at least didn't jump out at me at the moment or something that I was interested. 
it didn't equate and it didn't make sense as far as that way how about that so with me I, I really you know focus hearing covers to kill sounds on that and for anybody for the first time listening it takes a lot to create your own you know characters let alone setting let alone scenarios that's why people have writing teams that's why people have editors that's why people have you know people who read over your work and as working solo in this uh, I had the liberty of floating above myself and next to myself and then answer answering and as asking these questions and it was very funny <laughs> you should really uh, have an interpretation of you know conversations with self but not out loud because then people would think you're you know that guy or that person but it really it, it changes you know the converse conversation so that when you have them later you, you've spoken on those points before you are, are or have articulated these you know viewpoints or bullet points for people to look at and so the first thing that came to mind when I was writing my story was that the world would be insanely large you know on the scale the scale the sheer scope of everything and I've talked about this many times before in the podcast but to you know go back to these original themes will let you know how I'm bringing more content to you that's different and in the most intricate of ways the same and only to parallel life and how intricate I think of that and you know having people forget their memories and then everyone I've told the story to automatically knows of nature versus nurture and it's a, a very uh, ongoing Darwinian argument of how people react uh, behaviorally if it's just something innate in their DNA if it's something that you know has already been destined by the stars or something you know mitigated by this higher deity that you would do something <laughs> but still have your choice as to what it was that you were thinking at the time you know that those types of things are philosophically of what I think about every day you know at the beginning uh, other than random things that I signed on YouTube it, it's a really interesting viewpoint and very colorful aspect of you know wow like there's so many different aspects of how you can add on to that layer and so I, I started you know celestial as I call it or that world as um, kind of like a tundra or kind of like uh, these wild parts uh, is very reminiscent of something looking from Inuyasha or something like that if you think of anime and you know them him Kagome and the rest of the crew um, on the countryside just walking past you know plows, plows and farms and things like this was kind of where I put a lot of different characters non-consequently um, outside of these cities and then I started including more cities that was in the second book and then the third and fourth and now you see as in the fifth book it, it's entirely all in this congregated or um, very densely populated area it's really um, I'm going to put it back and forth you know saying where the story jumps from one character to the next and then go into a dream realm which is completely and obscure to begin with on all different aspects like it's just 
you can't even factor it in on how obscure those things may be. And that, you know, is kind of where I want the story always to be stapled in. I always want it to be something that people know as a very obscure story, something very dream-esque, something you're not expecting to know what, you know, the next characters or where their story may or may not go to. And even with like floating islands and things like this, I wanted to add this air of added mythology to it. And there was no shots fired to any of world history or anything like this. I just came up with these ideas like a long time ago. Like this is a while in which I wrote these. And I write that in that time frame, you know, because it gives me the opportunity of adding more ideas. For example, there was this, you know, the story in the first and second book, but more so the second and third, where I included these people who went to a floating island. Now, no, there is not no super magnesium that makes it float. So it's like, you know, metallic and then you got magnets on the bottom of the island and then magnets underneath on the earth. So that's why the island floats. No, no, that is science. Um, there is science in my story but um, no answers and no clear explanation as to why certain things happen <laughs> but i wanted to hint off of this sense of refugee and this sense of hopelessness that usually people would have <clears throat> if you were in that said situation i'll talk about this more and how people identify with characters and how even if it's in a scenario that they've never heard of before or never seen you know what i'm saying like flying shit in the sky like how would a person react to it and we can only by theory or by reference analogy or make analogies to our own life and so this was pretty much one of those instances where i had these people they were you know at the last leg of handling handling all these bandits that were going through the countryside and just basically taking everyone's stuff that they felt that they needed. And these people band together, women, children, a few elders and things like this, and able-bodied people, and they're just like, yo, we're just gonna get out of there. And they left this valley, you know? There was no sense of just journeyisms. It was just this point of getting out of something that they didn't want to be in anymore any place was better than that place and they didn't even know where the next place was and so they they figured they would get a vantage point or get a frame of reference of where they were at and that was pretty much the first decision that they made um together as a group and this story in particular and the reason why i'm mentioning it is because i'm going to continue it in the fifth book but it, it correlated to so much and when people say like, oh, well, man, what's your story about, man? Yo, what, what you working on now, man? Like, hey, what, what's happening in, the, in there, man? Like, it's these ongoing moving pictures in my head that I see that don't stop moving. And it's not just a, a crazy aspect of like, oh, well, he has movies going on in his mind. Yes, and it's totally different than what you're saying. <laughs> So let me continue and I'll explain further. So after I had these refugees leave this valley, uh, they were going up this mountain and they were having these existential conversations with themselves the same way anybody would. 
And so these people are like, you know, self-proclaimed choosing whoever was the leader of the said group at the time. But then they're like, well, shit, where are we going? What will be the consequence of just going to the top of a mountain and seeing nothing? You know, if there's no water, if there's no lake, there's nothing they see. And they're just surrounded by stuff. And they're having these conversations with themselves. And it's crazy, tripped out, if you think about it. And then, too, not having your memories. Certain people not even knowing how to talk. Like, certain people not even knowing how to walk. You know what I'm saying? Grown people. And dealing with the ramifications of this sense of hopelessness. And you gotta, you know, understand that it was either this flight-or-flight response that weighs heavy on many, many people's minds as soon as they wake up. Even if you think of that one show, 24. So, I basically have them discover something unimaginable to blow their minds. Like, literally freaking floating island, like the size of a state, or two or three. And, you know, technologically advanced, you know, just stuff in the distance. Silver, metallic, gold, all these other futuristic type of things, structures, rhombuses, things... uh, what would you call structurally and engineering wise that uh, in our eyes could only be something of like a mirage or something like that something unimaginable so that's pretty much where I will leave that story for now but then I will tell you more the last story was just an addition of you know a cityscape but this is by comparison something of a more foreign nature the cityscape was of people in the city already on ground floor trying to discover what they knew and this one is people out in the countryside they don't know nothing and then they're going to you know a different city where we don't technically know what these people know they don't seem like they lost their memories and that's where that story begins and initially like when I tell my first part of the story it it mirrors that in, in kind of like a butterfly effect of all of these things happening because of re, of a reaction. And so they have like these uh, helmets of animals, you know, like almost reminiscent and then dream-esque like they have these animal heads. Very, uh, what do you call that, animal farm-esque type of scenario. But not to the point of, you know, existential murder and things like this. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But... Yeah, that, <laughs> that's where this story begins, and I'm excited to tell people more. But uh, there's so many different aspects of it that I can't even really go and say it off of one setting or one session. My one homie told me he wanted it more than 17 minutes, and I'm like, man, that's a full conversation, bro. Like, <laughs> like 30 minutes to an hour, like I can do that. But I I keep it short for now and just let you guys have these snippets of the stories and where my mind is in the morning. So appreciate that. Um, Hit back again. See what crazy, obscure things a writer is thinking of. Uh, Happy Pappy here. So uh, be looking for more of that. And uh, my content on Instagram. uh, Hit me on Discord. See what crazy stuff I'm talking about. So thank you guys. This is V. Peace.